Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red tell me more button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. Today's podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash speaking of partnership. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Get yours today. Today, I bring you an amazing guest, Amy Baglin. Amy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ken. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm thrilled to have you. And for anybody who's not familiar with Amy, let me give you a little background. Amy is a passionate, cause-driven entrepreneur who's on a mission to evolve the dating industry. Five years ago, Amy left a thriving life in New York City to explore the world. She studied with masters of yoga, meditation, Buddhism, and, and much more. And she noticed that there was one common thread connecting the people she met. Mindfulness. Amy then moved to Denver, Colorado and inspired to create something that brings those people together in an intentional, authentic way. So guided by her deep-rooted belief that authentic relationships and connections are the fastest way to personal growth, she founded MeetMindful.com for the millions of people who desire deep, meaningful relationships with a like-minded partner. Amy, Take a minute, fill in any blanks there may be in that intro, and then give us a little glimpse into your personal life, if you would. Thank you, Ken, for the intro. Um, that That is definitely the, the past five or six years in a nutshell, I'll say. Um, filling in any blanks. I, I, I think the biggest gap there in that story is um, is... When I moved to Denver, I, I really didn't know what I was going to do and, and what was going to come out of this whole journey. Journey, I still don't in a way. Um, but when I moved here, just for fun, I started an events company called Yoga Dates. And we did yoga events for singles so they could meet other like-minded singles at a fun um, kind of safe environment. And so we would do really fun events like yoga speed dating and vinyasa and vino. And we would do movie screenings with Gaia TV, which is now Gaia. And it was such a cool thing that I got to witness happen every event where people would show up and they would really just have their best, they would put their best foot forward in the most authentic way that I've ever seen. Because when somebody's on the yoga mat learning something new or trying out a fun partner pose or yeah, I'm watching a really captivating movie about like the evolution of human consciousness. I mean, there's something that happens where they just kind of forget about all the the posturing and 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 you know who they should be, and they kind of just become this really beautiful, you know, higher self version that's having a lot of fun and learning something new puts people into an environment of of you know open mindedness and and 
again, like treating it like a very fun new experience. And so these yoga dates events were so much more than just getting people in a room to, to, to do yoga together. It was, it was all the things I just mentioned and more. Um, and so what was happening was that I would get people who would call me and they would say, you know, Hey, I don't, I don't do yoga, but I'm, I'm a Buddhist or I am, am really into martial arts and Tai Chi and that's my practice. Or, you know, I've only gone to yoga once or twice, but I'm, I'm really into this stuff. I think these are my people. Can I come? And it kept happening. And it was the craziest thing, Ken, as you can imagine, because oftentimes these would be men who would say that and, um, or it would be other women who, who just didn't have a really strong yoga practice. And I was fascinated that they were coming to a singles event to do something they'd never really done before and, and that they were that open to being that vulnerable. And I thought it was incredible and extremely beautiful. And it happened so much that it became very obvious to me that it was not about yoga at all. And yoga was just kind of like one of the expressions of what we now at Meet Mindful um, have kind of dubbed as mindful living. And there's so many different ways that a person can choose to live mindfully. And the expression of that is anywhere from, you know, morning hikes with your dog and a contemplative time to yourself in the morning to a deep, deep meditation practice to a you know, a a rooftop garden and, um, you know, home cooked meals and an intentional relationship. I mean, there's so many different ways that people can express this and yoga was just one of them. So I was seeing that play out time and time again with yoga dates and people would come up to me and they would just spill their heart out about how their dating life was, you know, less than optimal, right? And that they were having a really hard time finding people on the the regular dating sites out there. And that not only was it tough, but it was kind of like eating away at their soul a little bit because it just felt like such a soulless process. And they would, they would ask me, Hey, can you do these events like twice a week? I would come to all of them. Um, this is the first time I've been able to connect with so many like-minded people in one room. And even if they didn't find a romantic connection, they would oftentimes be exchanging business cards and making new friends and just expanding their, their network, you know, their tribe. And it was all that that led me to realize that there was a, a much larger opportunity and, um, and space for Meet Mindful to exist as a platform that spanned much further and wider than local in-person events in the Denver and Boulder area. So that's kind of the background as to how that, that all got started. I hope that helps to fill in some gaps. Yeah, you know, I knew pieces of that, Amy, because obviously we've, we've known each other since you started this and you were doing yoga dates, but I didn't really know that the... the, the kind of organic process that happened to take it into being an actual you know dating site platform um and i i I gotta say i've always loved from the very first time i looked at at the platform when how you guys have given all the you know possibilities of what mindfulness looks like because at first when i read it i was like you know just like you're talking about thinking yoga or meditation and then i was like oh 
yeah, you could be mindful about the environment or mindful about your diet or, you know, there's so many different ways that it is expressed that is a mindful experience or a mindful approach to your life that I had never seen anybody anywhere even consider before of identifying that that's a part of who you are. Yeah, it's really fascinating. It comes down to a mindset or a value set that just can't be, you know, searched by in search terms, right? You can't, you can't put, a. <laughs> it's almost like, I've, I've said this before, if you could go out into the world or go to a, a, a restaurant or a bar or, or an event and try to meet new people and be like, excuse me, like, do you have a um, pos- possibility positive, um, possibility-focused outlook on life where you don't play victim to what's happening to you and you know that you can affect and manifest anything that you desire. I mean, you can't say that to someone. Like, you certainly can't search by that. And and it's really, that's what we were kind of getting at, is is our, how do we find people who live in this way, who live in possibility every day, who know that challenges are just an opportunity to grow into a greater version of themselves. And, you know, part of that is living, part of that is is practicing mindfulness and how you live. The other part of that is just something that we actually, honestly, as a company, have a really hard time finding words around that are like really quick, right? Like mindful living is the best thing that we've found so far. Um, cause if we started saying conscious or spiritual, like that's only a slip, that's only a part of it. It's not the, the, the larger, um, you know, the bigger picture. Um, I think conscious living is, is actually a pretty close thing, but it tends to alienate certain people when they hear that. So as a business, as, as the person running the business that we're trying to have a, um, I don't want to say mainstream appeal, but we're trying to, to be inclusive enough to all people who feel like they, you know, want to participate. Um, just like Whole Foods makes themselves available to the entire population. But then, of course, there's boundaries around who really feels like they want to go to Whole Foods or not. And I don't want to draw an exact line between us and Whole Foods, but I hope that kind of gives an idea of what we're trying to do. I mean, we really do want to be inclusive. So um, from the person who has been doing this deep, deep transformational work for 40, 50 years, all the way to the other end of the spectrum to the person who just went to um, their first you know, meditation event or they just read a Eckhart Tolle book or something and like they had their mind blown and they, their heart cracked open and they're like, I want more of this. You know, we should and want to be able to serve both sides of that spectrum and everything in between. Yeah, no, it's it's a great endeavor and I, I'm so grateful that you've, you've chosen to take that path. Thank you. Well, Amy, I, I'm wondering, I know personally, I, I found that you know, having some kind of, I call it a guiding principle, some people call it a, a mantra or a quote that they reference, but something that you kind of use as a touchstone in your own personal partnerships that keeps you on track. So if you kind of get off in the weeds, this brings you back. What what would you say is your guiding principle? Wow, that is, that's a big question. Um, I wish I had a very specific answer that just comes off the tip of my tongue. Um you know, the first thing that comes up for me when I hear that is 
I've noticed in partnership, especially with my 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 boyfriend who I live with um, and consider my life partner and my business partner, um, I've noticed this very strongly with both of them is the moment I can kind of, if we're both triggered, basically, if we're both triggered by something and, and care deeply about something and we're in a triggered state, nothing is going to go well. So my, my thing that I keep trying to go back to is if I can detach myself from my trigger and just all the ego around that and help, you know, soothe the part of me that's, that's, that's kind of, um, you know, acting up a little bit and, and fired up and show up for them to help soothe whatever's going on for them. If I can kind of be the bigger person in that scenario and overcome whatever I think is so important for me and my ego and be able to show up compassionately for where they're at, everything will fall into place and turn out much better than the alternative approaches. And so that's been, it's really hard because if you're in a triggered state, it's really difficult to just get yourself off of it. Um, but I've noticed that the moments that I do do that and I, and I ask um, out uh, one of my teachers calls it like a heart ask. I don't know if this is Allison or not. I can't remember who teaches us, but making the, an ask from the heart and not like the triggered ego head state um, makes a huge difference. So that's, that's, um, that's the biggest thing that comes up for me. Nice. I hope that makes sense. I feel like I just rambled. <laughs> no, no, it's excellent. Thank you. You know, Amy, what I'd love to ask you, because one of the things that our, our listeners have said they love about the show is the stories that our guests share. And, and I would love it if you would start us off with a, a story about, uh, well, kind of a time in your life when you tripped up in a partnership and, and tell us what was happening. What was going on? What did you trip on? And, and what were you able to learn from that that helped you move forward? <laughs> I was just thinking that it, this is like from, you know, last week, um, <laughs> not a long time ago. Um, I don't think I knew how to be in partnership um, up until, you know, recently. Um, I think that I was just trying my best to be the best person I could be, but I don't think that that was me trying to be the best partner I could be. Um, and in those moments, I, I think that where I failed the most in, in partnership is caring more about letting the other person know that I feel, that I feel injured, that I feel, you know, um, that the, whatever they did wasn't right. Um, and letting them know how badly that feels for some reason. Um, I tend to think that it's, it's in the moment more important to let them know that than to, to try to um, remedy the situation and, and be compassionate. <laughs> um, and, and that has gotten me into trouble a lot. So I have this like super intense desire to kind of be the like, don't you see like how upset I am? Don't you see what you just said? Like did this? Like, oh my God, how can you not see that? I just wanted to walk you through what you just did to make me feel this way, just so you know, 
Um, and I'm sure people can relate to this feeling because we do it naturally. <laughs> um, because if we can just have someone understand, then maybe they wouldn't do it again. And, um, oh my God, that's gotten me into trouble so much. And I don't, I don't have a specific story there. I'm sure something will come up. Um, but, but that's, that's the big one for me. Yeah, that's that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I love the, the distinction you made that you were focused on being a good person, the best person you could be, and that doesn't necessarily translate into the best partner. Yeah, yeah I can be as self-righteous and as, as quote-unquote perfect acting as I think it's possible. It doesn't necessarily get me very far in partnership. Well, let me ask you about that then, because what I'm curious about is what's a time, you know, maybe it's real recent, maybe it's it's something from the past, but what's a time when you can think of where there's a there's a partnership that took place, whatever it was, and it's like one of the most exciting partnerships you've ever experienced. What's what's the story of one of those times? Well, I, I immediately go to my, my relationship with Joe, um, my, my, my boyfriend Joe, and I have been together for a little bit over a year now. Um, we're actually, tonight, we're going on a um, kind of reenactment of our first date. Uh, we went to the Avid Brothers at Red Rocks last year nice. on July 12th, and we get to go again tonight with the same person that we went with last year. We went on a... We went with me and Joe and my best friend. So I'm really excited to do that, just side note. Um, so, you know, what, what I've been able to experience with Joe in the past year has been incredible. And I truly, you know, attribute so much of the personal growth that I've experienced in the past year to to going through it with him. And, um, and you know, I look at... I look at the way that we've approached, you know, who takes responsibility for what, and we haven't talked about it explicitly a lot, but I, I look forward to the day that we do. Um, for now, though, I mean, we've kind of fallen into this rhythm of, like, you know, I appreciate that he takes the dog out every morning and late at night, once I'm kind of ready for bed, and love him up for that and he loves that you know I'm gonna be the one to like clean the countertops all the time and take the dog out in the middle of the afternoon and um you know make the bed and uh take out the recycling like the things that we've fallen into that it seems kind of boring to talk about but it's all the stuff that has to happen in our life you know and on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And um, we've fallen into this pattern of like someone taking ownership for every piece of that. And it's it's been really cool to feel like, cool. So like this thing that I don't really enjoy is being handled by by Joe. And it's the same, you know, on the other side for him. Um, I've, I've really learned a lot about being able to, like how important it is to really celebrate the things that, he does that I really appreciate and not taking any of that for granted. Also learned that a lot with my business partner, Adam too. Um, and this happens so much for, for Joe, especially though, like he loves getting flowers for the house every Friday and he kind of has this ritual where, um, 
he he leaves work early afternoon and then he'll like go to Union Station, which is right next to our apartment building in Denver. And he'll take his book and he'll go and read a book at Union Station and then he'll go to the flower shop and he'll get some of the coolest new things that they got in stock and then come back to the house and, you know, put them all around the house, like in our bathrooms and on our dining table and um and then when I come home, I get to see it, and it's like, it's such a treat, and it just really make a, I make a big fuss about how amazing it is, and um, I know that, I think, I think that he loves that part just as much as he loves seeing the flowers around the house, and, um, and I've, I've noticed that the more I can appreciate him, and the more I can appreciate also my, my business partner, Adam, for the things that they do, the more those things happen, which is pretty cool. It's almost like a, it's like an incredible bonus. Yeah, that that's such a cool example, and you know, you're, you're comment about he, you you think possibly he actually appreciates the appreciation as much as he does getting to see the flowers around the house. I would guess that's probably true. And what's what's cool about this is. You know, you were talking about how you've kind of fallen into different tasks around the house. And you're right. They're the everyday tasks that aren't like the glamorous things to talk about. But what I found so incredibly powerful in what you were saying, Amy, is that you haven't fallen into those tasks and take them for granted. You've fallen into those tasks and you show them, thanks so much for taking the dog again this morning. And when we recognize it, instead of just, oh, yeah, you do that because you care about whatever, or you don't want to deal with me in the morning because I'm not a morning person, so you just take the dog. And we come up with reasons why they're doing it that aren't appreciated. Mm -hmm. Then it gets ugly, right? And we start to take each other for granted and so on. So it's so cool that you guys have this habit of, yeah, we don't have to necessarily go into the details. of Okay, who's going to do this and who's going to do that and check it off some list. But when somebody is doing it, you recognize it and give them props for doing it. Yep, totally. Yeah. Um, and I and I need that too. And I actually have to have told him that, you know, there, there have been times where I've, I've done stuff and I'm like, didn't you see? I just like cleaned up the whole kitchen and I like got rid of the dead flowers and I did all these things and, and, uh, and you didn't say anything. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. It looks amazing. Like, thank you. And so he knows now that I need that. Um, and, and so I think, you know, finding a way to gracefully ask for that rather than demand it, um, has, has really helped me out too. Yeah, no. And that's, that's partnership. Exactly. Exactly. No one wants to be told like, Hey, I just did this stuff and you didn't say (laughs) thank you. What an asshole. Like, can now you need to say thank you from here on out like oh god <laughs> yeah yeah that's 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 definitely a downward spiral right there yeah yeah well amy we've gotten to a part of the show i call bring it all home and, and what this is is where we step away from the stories and i ask you to provide some some simple concrete guidance that our listeners can apply in their partnerships right away and where i'd like to start is what would you say is the best partnership or relationship advice that you have ever received from someone? You know, I'm reminded of a conversation that I had with Ariel Ford, who's one of our advisors and a mentor of mine who I just love so dearly. Um, And I had a conversation with her 
a while back around um, the question that a lot of women in the spiritual community ask, where are all the conscious men? And I don't know if you've heard this before. It's definitely a conversation that I've, I've had many times with yes. both, with both sexes, um, all the sexes. And Ariel has a, a really like intense reaction to this question because she gets basically pissed that women often spiritual women tend to have this higher than thou attitude towards what makes someone a conscious, you know, in, intentional spiritual person. And they think that just like as Alison Armstrong teaches that we will compare ourselves to the perfect woman um, and we compare other people and men to the perfect woman. I think that's a very important, that's a very um, perfect example of how we do this with men. And, um, and Alison or uh, Ariel told me, she was like, listen, you know, guys are, spiritual and conscious and, and mindful in their own right. And it's not always going to be oming with you at a yoga studio and they might not, you know, be like you and not want a television in the house and they might not want to, you know, meditate every day, but they might want to jump on their motorcycle and connect with God. They might want to, sit and zone out and watch sports because they know that doing that helps them recharge for you. You know, they might want to um, go have beers with buddies because being in, you know, brotherhood helps them feel like a stronger, you know, more connected man. And then they can bring that home to you. And she told me, like she had this long list of all this stuff, some of which I just mentioned. And I was sitting there kind of dumbfounded on the phone going like, yes, why are we talking about this more? You know, why, why is it that we feel like the guy has to go to all of the same, you know, <laughs> like spiritual quote unquote stuff that we do as, as, as women who are on some sort of spiritual journey. And it really helped me rethink like what was important to me in a partner. Um, because I would much rather be with somebody who, who doesn't do all the same stuff that I do, but when something's really important, be able to show up and be able to, um, you know, have a, a, a tough conversation and a vulnerable conversation with me. Um, and I think that's where it really matters. And so I, I really, I think that Ariel um, really struck a chord with me there. And somehow I ended up with a guy who will go to yoga with me and will go to Tantra workshops with me and will do all that fun stuff. And he does all the other stuff, too, that, that all the guy stuff. And it's a great balance. Um, so I feel very lucky in that respect. That's fantastic. Yeah, Ariel was on the show quite a while back. And, and yeah, her insights are amazing. Um, and I love that aspect of, you know, it's going to look different. That doesn't mean it's not conscious or it's not mindful it just takes different forms for the masculine and the feminine so yeah really really great advice yeah so amy what would you say is maybe the book or the resource that you'd recommend to our listeners about partnership and why that particular one 
Yeah, well, I've already mentioned Alison Armstrong a couple of times, and, and I do that openly knowing that um, you, you've done a lot of her curriculum as well, and mm-hmm. I um, saw each other, we saw each other for the listeners, and Ken and I saw each other at a recent workshop that I went to um, with one of Allison's instructors, and I, it's so interesting. I've read so many of these books, and I've, I've you know, immersed myself in this kind of world of, of personal growth and development, and um, and a lot of that includes you know love and relationship work. And I have not found anyone even close to um, the efficacy and the immediate ability to take what they're teaching and apply it to my life and see results. Um, I've never experienced a teacher and work like this, like I have with Alison Armstrong, and. Um, I've, I've done two of her workshops in the past six weeks and I'm, you know, on the fast track to doing a lot more and I'm doing it because I, it has a measurable, it's had a measurable effect already. And, you know, I look at my company, I work with one, two, three, four, four guys in the office right now and me. And so on the day to day, it's been me and four guys in the office and after I came back from Allison's first workshop, the Queen's Code, Understanding Men, like, I don't know what shifted, but suddenly everybody is so much more engaged, so much more excited, so much happier to kind of be around me and talk to me. And I was, a, you know, I'm, I'm sure I was a pretty great leader and boss before that, but something shifted. And I, I think that a lot of it is due to Allison's work. And so that's what I would recommend. And in, in my home life, it's done the same thing. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, Allison is is definitely a mentor of mine, and and uh, I I couldn't agree more. Her work is so on point. You're just like direct application, instant results, and there's no way to to like tweak it. It's just it's exactly what it needs to be. Yeah. Um, so I have a quick question for you, Amy. You clearly, you know, you like you said, you've immersed yourself in this world, and you've created this incredible vehicle of of Meet Mindful. Can you let our listeners know how do they contact you? How do they learn more about you and your work and, and how to engage with Meet Mindful? Yeah, um, great. Thank you for asking that. So a couple of places. Um, Meet Mindful is available both on the web and in the Apple App Store. Um, so you can download the app under the name Meet Mindful or go to www.meetmindful.com. And um, create an account there and connect with our amazing community that's growing quickly every single day. Um, And to learn more about me, um, I actually have been, I've been dragging in this department in terms of getting a personal blog or site back up. Um, But I'm on Twitter at Amy Baglin, A-M-Y-B-A-G-L-A-N. Also, my email is amy at meetmindful.com. Um, I can be reached there as well. Fantastic. Excellent. And and for all you listening, know that those links will be on the show page on speakingofpartnership.com. So you just put Amy's name in the search and you'll go there with the hot link. So it's really easy for you to connect to those if you're busy and didn't have a pen in your hand to write that down. So Amy, and, thank yeah. you again for being on the show. What you've shared with us has been so powerful and I know our listeners enjoyed it. And I, I just want to thank you again for taking the time today. You are so welcome. Can I leave with a parting thought? Absolutely. 
So something that when you asked me the most influential advice I'd gotten, and I and I mentioned Ariel, um, that is is great, and that still remains my my biggest answer. Um, but I would say so. I'm I'm learning something, and I'd love to just share it with everybody um, in terms of being in partnership. And it's something that I was a little bit hesitant to do at first because. Um, for reasons I'll explain in a second, but I am convinced that this is the answer now. Um, you know, in my personal relationship, I there's a lot of things that I, I, you know, wish that there was more of, you know, whether it's like more intimacy or, or more, um, I wanted to feel more cherished and, and you know, more seen and, and all of these things that are like really hard to ask for. You can't just like ask for it and expect it to happen. Um, and I was wondering how do I how do I get this? And one of the things that I uh, I started doing, mostly based off of um, Allison's work and also um, a therapist that I've been seeing recently, who's teaching me a lot about attachment styles and um, my own attachment styles and how that affects how I act. And um, and I've, I've I've learned to. I, I know the things that Joe really loves to do, and I know the things that Joe really that makes him really happy. And um, I I started just doing more of that, and I, it was kind of, it was totally selfless at first because I didn't know what I was going to get out of it. But I was like, okay, so I'm just going to do the things that I know that he likes, and and see what happens. And it's been fascinating in just like a week's that I, I had this kind of breakthrough a week ago in just a week's time frame to see the shift that's happened from actively just just kind of serving and then what I get back in return. There's all the stuff that I was wanting to get and more. And it affected him and myself and our relationship in, in ways that I didn't think it would. It's kind of like like kind of fixed some other stuff that was going on that I didn't even think was related to this. And um, it's just been blowing my mind. And so I really wanted to share that because it, there was a voice in my head that was like, oh, but am I just bending over backwards and, and doing all this, you know, extra stuff that's really great for him but not looking out for myself and all this blah, blah, blah talk in my head. And it turns out that there's – it's win-win to do that kind of stuff. And um, it's just been, it's been an awesome practice and almost like experiment on my part. Um, so if anybody's really struggling in that department, I would um, encourage them to give that a shot. Fantastic, that sounds like awesome advice and, and a great practice for anyone to take on. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.